0: Thank you for downloading the Back of the Nest Daily Transfer Podcast. Available for free every day until the end of the transfer window. The live show will be on 9pm on the 31st. Subscribe so you don't miss out. Back of the Nest Daily Transfer Podcast. Hi all, Chris Hambling here. It's going to be a solo transfer podcast today due to some technical issues with our software. Not because of my overwhelming arrogance. I mean, you know, obviously I'm I'm the best one, but... You know, it would be rude of me to point that out on too regular a basis. But it's a real treat for you today, I'm sure you'll agree. Um, Just to start, can I say thank you to those of you that have added iTunes reviews recently. Um, I think, unfortunately, it's slightly going to Albert's head that he was referred to as the wittiest member of the team. And we've suggested some similar sounding alternatives. But he was also quite upset about the fact it was observed how often he's jetting away to various different areas of the globe as well but i um, really appreciated thank you so much and and thank you for making them five-star reviews as well uh really means a lot to us and also helps spread the word for the show so if you haven't given us a review please do so and please make it a nice positive one um and i'm loving the humor that's it's in the ones at the moment as well that's always fun to do so thank you very much also had um some contact in and in particular uh, an email from Stephen barton um so i mean i won't read it all out but thank you so much for your comments Stephen. i think you know yeah, we might end up, as you suggest, with more players leaving than joining in the window. There's certainly lots of rumours of players going out the door, um, but you know also some strong suggestions that the club is working incredibly hard on bringing some really important faces in. You know, my prediction will be we'll see we'll see a couple come in and maybe a, a couple leave, including some that haven't really been talked about yet. I guess um, definitely expect some loans and would really hope for some loans. I think. Um, but um am slightly concerned that, um, that Stephen Barton was sending that email whilst on a train pulling into Reading and staring at my, my place of work. You know, I mean, to be fair, I'm not there much, so if you asked, st- sort of slightly stalking me, you'd have a hard time finding me because, you know, I'm, I like to work from home. Anyway, that's more than enough rambling at the front. Um, let's get straight into a bit of a, a summary of what we're talking about and I said, we, haven't I? Like, as if I've got people to talk to. I haven't. Um, but you're here, all of you, listening, so that makes me feel a bit better. Um, so first up, I just want to mention in, in the news today, Palace-related, uh, Jairo Riedervald winning Player of the Month, deservedly, deservedly winning Player of the Month. Um, tremendous spell since he's got into the team at left-back. Not only helping the team out, but also you know really... Putting on some excellent performances, growing into the games, and, and I think probably demonstrating what we suspected was the case, which is that he's a very capable um, and, and talented footballer, um, and possibly someone that shouldn't have been ignored for quite so long. But great opportunity to talk about the fact that, you know, PVA, as we talked about yesterday, has been linked with a move away. And I suppose, obviously, it, it would make it a bit easier to take if we felt that uh, Jairo Riedewald was a long term option at left back. Story's out for me on that and not not because of any lack of ability but probably because he's best suited playing elsewhere um and, you know and realistically you want someone who is committed to that position and, and wants to play there you know we're talking Premier league level we want to push up the table so having square pegs in, in round holes no matter how well they're performing is probably not the best thing but i i dare say I wouldn't be too unhappy if he was first choice for the rest of the season either so a little bit of a contradiction there. Uh, lots of talk as well on the on social media of you know people getting angry and talking about Roy Hodgson rejecting the signing of Yannick Carrasco. Um, I mean, first of all, we don't know that that's the case. There's there's no specific proof of that. There's lots of people and people with good connections and generally some interesting things to say about Palace suggesting that's the case. And you know, I've heard similar rumours, similar themed rumours myself, but not necessarily that he's out and out rejecting the player, but you know, without going into details on that, there's there's all sorts of things that could be happening there, but it kind of goes back to that way of operating. You know, Palace fans in general seem to have a bit of a, you know, be in their bonnet about how the system works at Palace or arguably doesn't work in, in lots of people's perspectives. But there's nothing unusual about a team of scouts reporting into a director of football and, and club chairman about, you know, signings, all based on where the manager wants to see players purchased. So the manager will give the positions he thinks the squad needs strengthening in. The The team go out and get a list of players and they present that list to the manager and everybody talks together about the various pros and cons of each before deciding on a signing. But ultimately, it has to be the manager who says yes or no, really. Um, and, and if that stops happening, then that manager really won't hang around too long. Um, and I'm not suggesting that's what's happening at all. I'm just saying you know that's that's basically how things work. So it wouldn't be unusual... If Roy was presented with a series of options and and didn't favour Carrasco, or maybe did but didn't feel it was likely to happen, uh, so looking elsewhere. But you know, in terms of of people publicly coming out and talking, lots of people picking up on the usual reliable people on social media and and the journalists and all that. And you know, Don Firefield usually sits at the top of that pile. And um, his last comment on the matter was that the uh, it's a complicated deal, uh, lots of complexity due to the, to issues at um I don't know how to try and pronounce it, the Chinese club's end. Um and a lot of things to overcome there. But you know, seemingly still a deal that Palace are, are trying to pursue. So we'll see what happens there. But um, I dare say there's other options as well. And I think it's probably you know, a, a wide position is probably a, a an area we're very much looking to strengthen in this window. In addition to that, we've uh, been linked with another young Scottish player. So obviously Scott Banks has signed for us. We were linked with uh, Aaron Hickey playing for Hearts, uh, a left back. And we've now been linked with a a striker from Celtic called Michael Sparks. Um, Don't know anything about him, to be quite honest with you. And and I only heard his name today. But he's um, a youth player for Celtic uh, who we've apparently asked to take on trial. I don't know whether or not that's happened or not. but it does suggest that we are, we are looking in that market. Obviously, Dougie will have plenty of knowledge um, of, the, of the young talent in, in and around the Scottish area. Uh, and we will have scouts looking at that all the time. So clearly a player that we've had a look at and liked. Um, so fingers crossed he'll um, be allowed, allowed to come on that trial. We'll impress on it. And it'll be another signing for the future. You know, Someone to give some real competition in the, the striking area in the, in the youth team and hopefully develop and and become a you know a consideration for the first team in the not too distant future. So it's good to see us um certainly you know people might think we're narrowing our search a bit by targeting just north of the border and people will point to the the quality of Scottish football and all that sort of stuff but there's an awful lot of talent there and we've seen some really good Scottish players emerge over the last few years and good that we're trying to get in on that I think. And I think finally we'll talk about quite a peculiar rumour um, when you look at it on face value and that's the rumour that we're going to put in a, uh, well we're considering an offer for Adil Rami who's uh, who's playing in Turkey at the moment French centre-back. Um, so there's a couple of things you can think about that. So 34-year-old centre-back and everyone immediately saying why would we sign a player that old talking about the age thing. Obviously we signed a 34-year-old centre-back in Gary Cahill not that long ago so it's not, it's not insane from an age point of view. Um, but obviously if our focus is on trying to bring younger bodies into the squad then it does kind of fly in the face of that but of course you you do need experienced reliable players um, but we do have a lot of centre-backs as much as we've had injuries there so perhaps the suggestion is that if we are looking at that you know there's a chance that other players might leave in those areas so of course we've got Manosako who's struggled for fitness and potentially is a, a saleable asset and would release a lot of wages um, Scott Dan on Relatively high wages, no longer first choice at the club, has suffered with injuries as well, and obviously advancing in years, so perhaps it'd be time for the club to move him on. You you, you don't really know. And I guess any any one of the, the Senate backs could really you know see see a bid coming. And of course Sam Woods, who was, you know, cover for cover for cover, has now gone out to uh, Hamilton, so we don't even have that as an option on the bench as well. So it's not completely insane to consider. Anyway, that's more than enough from me. Um, hopefully that was of some use. Um, hope, and we also hope that the software is back up and running for our, our podcast for the rest of the week. And don't forget, we will, of course, be doing a live show starting at 9pm, finishing when the window shuts. And that is on Friday the 30, 31st. Um, been a while since we've done one. <laughs> Not sure how much I'm looking forward to it. But it uh, be good. We'll have um, you know, plenty of content and hopefully an opportunity for listeners to get involved get on the airways, and and talk about the window with us with ourselves as well and we're really hoping it's an active one as well although fingers crossed to get some business done before that anyway thanks for listening see you then bye back of the nest daily transfer podcast hi everybody chris Hambling here Um, a bit of a different show for you today show it's a show, show, show usually i'm sitting here got a couple of colleagues to talk things over with but um software being what it is especially west web mm, west based software that software uh, specifically based in the west half of the globe um, but of course that's all relative isn't it you know wherever you are the west half is of course to the west why is it so arbitrary about what's west east i guess north and south i mean north and south change if you're upside down don't they mm. It's you now the third time I've tried to start this recording, and if anything, I'm getting worse. Um, I'm quite happy that I've can't carried on talking. I mean, I'm sitting in a room talking to myself, basically, so, you know, it's, it's not good, really. Still, um, fun, in it? I'll, uh, I'll crack on with a different recording, I think. Hi, everybody. I mean, that. Hi, everybody. I mean, it's it's like I'm a fucking malfunctioning robot. What is going on? Before I start the next recording, I'm I'm going to go and get a drink, loosen the old throat a little bit, and maybe probably have a little bit of a think about what I'm going to say because just going in sort of dry without any thought, not really working for me, is it? I'm coming across like a simpleton, and, and if there's anything that I'm not, it's a simpleton. Hmm.